This parak continues to discuss the unique law that if somebody who has already become a Mitzayra, whether he is a Mitzayra out of doubt and he's awaiting another examination at the end of the week, or if he's been declared a definite Mitzayra and that his nega is Tsaras, if after that occurs then the nega spreads across his entire body, then instead of the nega being a cause of impurity and a reason for it to be considered saras, the spreading of the nega has the opposite effect and he becomes pure. Of course, if he was already declared a definite Matsura, he will still need to go through the purification process of bringing two birds and everything else that will be discussed in detail later on in the Masechta. But the point is, it's considered to be that the saras on his body has disappeared. The mission begins, any part of the body that is fitting and is able to become tome with a regular nega. Baheres is one of the shades of white that a nega could be, it's the brightest type. That's just an example the Mishnah always uses. But any part of the body that could become tsaras with a regular nega over there, is considered to be vital for the nega spreading across the whole body. That is to say, that if the nega does not spread to every part of the body that is is fitting for having a nega there that would be tsaras, then it's not considered to be that the nega has spread across the whole body, so the person would not become pure. However, the parts of the body that are not able to become tome with a nega that would be there, like we learned earlier on in the Masechta, that a part of the body that is not easily visible when a person is standing in a normal position, such a part of the body cannot become tome with tsaras. So if it's only in that part of the body that the nega has not spread, then enum akvisapricha, that would not prevent the nega that is spread across the whole body from making the person pure. The nega needs to spread across the entire body, but only the parts of the body that are relevant when talking about Nagoyim. Kate said, how so? And the Mishnah is going to teach an additional novelty and a added point over here with the example the Mishnah will give. If the nega that was already declared to be tsaras, or at least tsaras out of doubt, if then it spread across the entire body, but it didn't spread to the person's hair on his head or on his beard. Or if it didn't spread to a boil or a burn or a different kind of wound that has not yet begun to heal. These are all areas of the body that are not able to become tsara'as if there is a nega there. And therefore the person would become pure. And the Mishnah adds that even if after that occurs and the koyen declared this person to be pure based on the fact that the nega spread across his whole body, if then, he became bald in the area of his head or his beard, or if the boil or the burn or the other wound which is on his body began to crust over and began to heal. So now these parts of the body are fit to become tsaras. They are just like the rest of the body. And therefore, if the nega has not spread to there at this point, I may have thought that it's considered to be that the nega is not in every part of the body that is able to become tsaras. And so the person should become Tommy once again. The Mishnah says that is not the case. And to Hirim, they would remain pure. Because since the change that occurred on the person's body was a change that occurred in a part of the body that until now wasn't able to become Tsara'as at all. That is not able to have a ramification on the state of the person where the nega spread across the whole body 
and he was already declared to be pure based on that spread of the nega. On the other hand, what happens if a person has tsaras on his body and then the nega spreads across his whole body? But it does not spread to even a very small amount of skin, the size of half a lentil, right next to the hair on one's head or one's beard, or to a boil or a burn or a different wound. All of these areas are not fit to become tsaras. But in this case, a part of the regular skin that was right next to them also did not become a nega. The nega didn't spread to there. Even though it's the tiniest amount, that is still enough to prevent the nega from making the person pure, only if it covers the entire body, at least the areas that can become tsara'as. And therefore the person will remain tome, will remain impure as a matsaira. What then occurred in this situation is the person's hair on his head or his beard came off, he is bald in those areas, or if the boil, the burn, or the other wound begin to heal and form a crust, the skin begins to reappear. The person in this case is a regular Matsura still. The effect of the nega spreading across his whole body hasn't yet occurred. And therefore, we now view these new parts of the body as regular skin. So for the nega to, from this point onwards, cause the person to be pure, it would need to spread to the entire body, including these new areas that now are fit to become tsaras. And so, even if the part of the person's skin that was always healthy, and that was the only part that the nega hadn't yet reached to until now, even if that now becomes a nega, from this point onwards, that's not enough. The nega needs to spread to these new areas as well, and therefore Tome, the person, would remain impure, unless the nega spreads to his entire body, including these new areas that are now fit to become regular tsaras. Mishnah we're going to explain this Mishnah according to one of the explanations given, although this is not the explanation of the Bartanura, which is generally the opinion that we follow in explaining the Mishnayas. But in this Mishnah, there are certain difficulties with his explanation, and so to keep things simpler, we are going to follow an alternative explanation. If there are two Nagoyim on a person's body, one has been declared impure as Tsaras by a Koyen, and one of the Nagoyim has been confirmed to be pure, for example, it remained the same size without any features that would define it as Tsaras for two weeks at the end of which the coin declared it to be pure. And then the nega spread from one of them to the other. They essentially combined. And then the nega spread across the entire body. Certainly, in terms of the tome nega spreading across the entire body, the person will become pure. The question is, however, it could be that it's the pure nega that spread across the entire body, in which case that is not a reason to consider the person to be pure. But since the two Nagoyim combined first, that considers both Nagoyim to now be considered like one large Nega, which is Tomei. It all becomes part of the Nega that is Tsaras, and therefore it is the Nega of Tsaras that is spreading across the whole body, which would therefore be a reason for the person to become pure. Continues the Mishnah, if somebody has a nega on his upper lip, and on his lower lip, and the size of this nega 
is such that each nega by itself is too small, but combined together, it is at least the minimum size. Or if the same occurs on a person's two adjacent fingers, or on his two eyelids, even if in all of these cases they are stuck to each other, they are right next to each other, and they appear to be like one nega, since they are separated and it's on two different parts of the skin, that do separate apart from each other, Tohar, the person, would remain pure, and it wouldn't combine to make up one nega. The third part of the Mishnah talks about a person who had a nega that was considered saras, or at least the person was told by the Kohen to be by himself for a week, so he's also impure, awaiting a further examination, and Parachabakuloi, his nega spread across his whole body, which is generally a reason for the person to become pure. However, there is a part of the person's body that the nega does not cover, and in that area, although it's not healthy skin, but it's boihak. Boihak refers to a skin that is covered with a type of nega, but it's not a nega that is one of the four shades of white, four different levels of brightness that Saras could be. It's a shade that is less bright than those four shades, and so as far as we're concerned, it's just as good as regular healthy skin. The nega has not spread to that area, so it's not considered to have spread to the entire body, and therefore Tome, the person, will remain pure. Interestingly, however, if the person's nega did spread across his whole body and he became pure, we have learned already earlier on in this peric that as soon as a part of that nega disappears and any part of the person's body, at least the size of a lentil, is now not covered with the nega, he'll become tome again. Or even the tips of the limbs in the body, for example, the tips of one's fingers, that would also, if the nega doesn't cover that area... It would be a cause of the person becoming Tomei again. If if the tips of these limbs or any other part of the body, the nega disappears from that part of the body, but instead of it now being regular, normal, healthy skin, it is boihak. It's still a nega, but it's not one of the four shades that a nega would be considered for tsaras. Interestingly, the Mishnah says that Tahar will remain pure. In order for the person who has been filled with a nega across his whole body, for that nega to become tsaras again, part of his body would need to become like regular healthy skin, and it's not enough that it changes to a nega that is not one of the types of negoyim that could be tsaras. So interestingly, we can see there is a difference between when the nega spreads to his whole body, in that case, boihak is considered to be like regular healthy skin, to a case where the nega has already spread across his whole body, and then the nega starts to disappear. In that case, we don't view the boihak to be like regular healthy skin. Now we reach the fourth and final part of this Mishnah. If a person's tsara spread across his entire body, so he became pure, and then the tips of his limbs, meaning the tips of his fingers and other areas of the body like that, and the same would apply to any part of the body from which the nega disappears. The mission is just choosing this example to show that even if it's only in those parts of the body that the nega disappears, that's in general sufficient for the nega to now become tsaras again. But in this case, less than the size of a lentil of the skin does not have a nega. The nega disappeared from a very small amount of the skin. 
So on the way, when, when the nega originally spread across the whole body, it is necessary for it to cover the entire body for the person to become pure. The question in the, the Mishnah is once it already spread and he became pure, when the nega is disappearing for the body from the body, and that is a reason for the person to become tome again, and for the nega to be considered saraas, is it enough that it disappears from even a tiny amount of the body? Or is it necessary that it be at least the same size that, in general, a nega that has a patch of healthy skin in the middle needs to be? So Meir, Matameir, Meir says that the person will become Tome because it, not his entire body is filled with the nega. However, the Chachomim say that both in the case of Boihak that we saw in the third part of this Mishnah, there is a difference between on the way, meaning when the nega is spreading across the whole body, and when the nega has already spread across the whole body, and now it's disappearing from the body. So in that case, as well as in this case of the fourth part of the Mishnah, where Pochis Mikha there is a part of the body that is less than the size of a lentil, that is regular skin, healthy, normal skin. Over here too, there is a difference between on the way and on the way back. It would be a reason to consider the person Tome at the beginning, meaning if the nega doesn't spread to that area, if that is still remaining not a nega that is fit to be tsaras, then it would prevent the nega from per- making the person pure. But on the way back, the Ainsim and Tumba Saif, it would not make the person Tome on the way back, and only if the nega disappears from a area of the skin that is at least the size of a lentil, only then would the nega become Tsaras. Mishazain, the unique law that a nega that spreads across a person's entire body is a reason for the person to become Tohar, pure is specifically when the person was already a Matsaira. Either the nega that he had on his body was declared definite Tsara'as by the Koyain, or it's possibly Tsara'as, there aren't yet features that deem it to be definite Tsara'as, so he was told to be by himself for a week and to return to the Koyain for another examination at the end of that week. But even that person is considered to be a Matsaira, and if in that situation the nega spreads across his whole body, then he will become pure. But Habor Kuloilovon, somebody who approaches the Koyan for the first time and he has a nega across his entire body, that's not a reason to become pure, and it's like a regular nega that he has on his body, so Yaskir, the Koyan will tell him to be by himself for a week, and we await to see if any features of Tsaras develop on that nega. And if indeed two white hairs develop on that nega anywhere on his body, Yachlet, the Koyen on the second examination when he sees him will declare that nega to be definite Tsaras. Now, in Mishnah base, we learned that at least according to the Chachomim, in the case where a person had Tsaras and the Tsaras spread across his whole body so he became pure, and then two white hairs developed there, in such a scenario, the person will not become Tomei. The two white hairs are not considered to be a feature of Tsaras in a nega that is across his entire body. This mission is showing that that only applies to a case where the nega spread across the whole body, and that was a reason for the person to become pure. But over here, where it's like a regular nega, the two white hairs would make the person Tomei. And the mission continues with a similar idea. Hishchirush tehem. If after that, the person's two white hairs turn black, or even just one of them, if both of the hairs become shorter than the minimum length of the hairs need to be for it to be tsaras, or even if that happens to one of the two hairs, 
Nismach Ashkinishten, if a boil develops underneath one both of the hairs, Olachsmehen or underneath one of the hairs, Hikvashkinishten, if a boil surrounds the two white hairs and that separates that area of the body from the nega in the rest of the body. And we're going to understand that the area inside which is being surrounded by the boil is smaller than the minimum size that a nega needs to be. These are all examples that we've seen in the Masechta earlier on as well. Hik Achsmehen or if the boil surrounds just one of the hairs, that's enough to separate it off from the rest of the body and the two hairs no longer combine. Or if it's separated, if it, the boil was situated in between the two hairs, even if it doesn't surround them, it's enough to separate them. If there is a boil or a boil that has begun to heal, or there's a burn or a burn that has begun to heal, even though in the case where it's begun to heal, that part of the body is fit to become a nega, it's a different type of nega to the nega that's on a person's regular healthy skin, so it doesn't combine with the rest of the body. And likewise, if that separated or it surrounded the area which has the two hairs, so it would separate that off from the rest of the nega. And it would prevent those two white hairs from being a feature that would consider the whole nega to be tzara'as, bahabuyhak or an area of a skin that has a nega on it that is not one of the four shades. So as far as we're concerned, it's considered to be like healthy skin. In all of these cases, the nega would no longer be considered tzara'as, the two white hairs are no longer a feature that consider the nega to be tzara'as. And so the person would go back to the coin and the coin would declare the nega to be pure. And then what happened after that... Essentially, now it's as if we have a nega which is across the entire body, and it's a nega that is pure. If a patch of healthy skin or two white hairs develop in that nega later on, Tome, the person, will become Tome. It's considered to be Tsara'as. Even though in the case where a person's Tsara'as spread across his whole body and he became pure, and then one of these features like two white hairs grow in that nega, it would not make the person Tomei, according to the Chachomim in Mishnah base. However, in this case, this is a totally different nega. It's true that the nega crosses his entire body, but it's considered to be like a regular nega, not one that was a reason for him to become pure, etc. And therefore, the regular laws for a nega apply. So if two white hairs or a patch of healthy skin grow inside of that nega, the nega would be confirmed and declared as Tzara'as. If a healthy patch of skin or two white hairs do not develop in that nega, then tohar, the person will remain pure, and there's no need for the person to even be by himself for a week and to await another examination, because we're talking about a case where the nega became tsara'as, and then the feature that considered it tsara'as disappeared, so the coin declares him to be pure. And in such a case, he is fully pure, and unless the tsara'as returns or the nega develops a feature that would turn it into tsaras again. For the meantime, the person is considered to be fully pure. Now, the Mishnah continues to show how this is not treated like a nega that was already tsaras, and then it spread, so it was a reason for the person to become pure. Rather, it's considered to be a regular nega that is tsaras. And because of that, there's an additional difference. For Chulon, in all of these cases, if even the tips of the limbs that are a reason if the nega disappears from even those areas of the body that already would consider the nega to be tsara'as, because the nega no longer covers the whole body, but that's only in a case 
where the reason why the person was pure is because the nega covered his whole body. But in this case, the fact that the nega is across his entire body is not such a relevant point. It's treated like a normal nega. So even if the nega does disappear from part of the body, Hara'iru Komoshahoyu, they'll remain just like they have been until now, and the nega is considered to be like any nega that a person has that shrinks in size. In general, as long as it's still the minimum size that a nega needs to be for it to be tsara'as, the fact that its size became smaller doesn't really have any impact. So if right now it was tahar because the two white hairs disappeared, then it will remain tahar even when it shrinks. If after it shrank in size, then parchabam it expands in size even by a small amount, tome, the nega will become tome as tsara'as, just like every regular nega that spreads and expands in size, it becomes tome as tsara'as. And at that point where it becomes tsara'as, if then parchabakuloi, it spread across his entire body, as in his entire body was filled with the nega, so now harihu tahar, he'll become pure like the law states with regards to a tsara'as nega that spreads across his whole body. In if a person had a nega that in one go spread across his entire body, it was from a situation where the person was pure, he hadn't yet been told by the koyen even that he needs to be by himself for a week, or that it is definite tsara'as, it was a nega that was not yet declared as being tome at all. And then the nega spread across his entire body. And what we need to add to the Mishnah, the Mishnah is talking about a case where after that happened, the nega disappeared from a small part of the body, even the tips of the fingers. And then the nega spread again and filled even that area of the body. Now, the first time that the nega filled his entire body, he showed it to a koyen. That was the first time the koyen saw the nega. And since there were no features on the nega that would consider it sara'as, the koyen would tell him to do himself for a week. He would come back. And if two weeks passed without anything changing, then the person would be declared pure. When the nega shrank in size, it remains pure, like we learned in the past couple of Mishnayas. But now, when it spreads again and fills the entire body, it's considered to be like a nega that spread and expanded in size. And therefore, Tomei, the person, would be Tomei, and the koyim would declare it to be Tsara'as. On the other hand, if a person had originally been impure, he had Tsara'as, and the Tsara'as spread across the entire body, which made him pure, and then part of the body's nega dis- disappeared which is a reason in that case for the person to become Tommy again. And then the nega once again filled the entire body. In that case, if it's from a case where the person was originally Tommy, then Tohar, as soon as the nega fills his entire body, it would be a reason for him to be pure, because this is a case of a Tsara'as type of nega that spreads across the whole body. So that's always a reason for the person to become pure. This is pretty much a summary of laws that we have already seen in the Mishnayas of this Perek. The Mishnah is now going to show a very important point that even a person who was told to be by himself for a week and to return to the Kohen for an examination at the end of that week, such a person is considered to be a Metsoira. Metsoira means that he has Tsara'as. It's not definitely Tsara'as, but the person is considered to be impure on the same level as a Metsoira who has been declared a definite Metsoira. Such a person is called a Matsura Musgar, a Matsura who needs to be by himself for a week. Musgar means closed, he needs to be closed, locked up by himself. 
if at the end of the week he returns to the coin or at the end of the two weeks and the coin declares his nega to be pure, Hatohar Mitoich Hezger, one who becomes pure after being through this period of being by himself, Potter Min Hapriya Uminafrima, he is exempt from the obligation of allowing his hair to grow long and from tearing his clothes and from shaving off all of his hair, and through going through the procedure of bringing the two birds, like we'll learn about later on in the Masechta, all of these only apply to somebody who has reached the end of his period of being a definite Metzayra. He would be obligated to do all of those above-mentioned things, and we will learn more details about them later on in the Masechta. However, the Mishnah emphasizes that both of the types of Metzayra, Metamim have a severe level of impurity that if they come into a house or any area that is covered by a, it's a covered area, any item in that same house will become tome as, as a result of the person being under the same roof as the Matsuira. So the level of tuma is identical for both a Matsuira Musgar, one who is being by himself awaiting another examination from the Koyen, and a Matsuira Muchlot, who is somebody whose nega has been declared to be definite saras.